Hey guys, welcome to another episode of our special Mom Boss series. I'm Daphne. And I'm Ilari, and today's mom boss is serial entrepreneur and mom of two, Divya Gugnani, co-founder of Wander Beauty, a company that aims to disrupt the beauty industry and streamline makeup routines by creating beauty essentials for busy lifestyles. Yeah, I, I have to say I'm a big fan, certainly, of, of a number of her products, but the Nude Illusion Foundation is one that I use constantly. You guys have seen it in lots of my little like Instagram beauty tutorials. Really great products. And I love when we get to talk to these entrepreneurs and learn how they took a passion and created a company out of an idea. Divi is actually an old friend, but she and her partner, Lindsay, created Wonder Beauty when they realized that their beauty products weren't really living up to their needs and multitasking the way that busy moms on the go definitely need access to. Um, so we think that this is going to be a really fun one for you guys to hear about, you know, beauty. So I'm Divya, co-founder and CEO of Wander Beauty. I'm the mom of two young kids, an eight-year-old boy, a six-year-old girl who love each other sometimes and fight like cats and dogs and act like a married couple the other times. Um, I launched Wander Beauty with my co-founder, Lindsay, five years ago. We create fewer, better beauty essentials for time-starved women who want to be gorgeous on the go. We're a globally distributed brand that's won 30 beauty awards, including five Allure Best of Beauties. Um, and we're really committed to clean beauty essentials. Amazing. And where can we follow you? At D-G-U-G-N-A-N-I, D-Gugnani, and also at Wander underscore beauty, W-A-N-D-E-R underscore beauty. So this series, the whole idea was that, you know, we wanted to give moms who maybe have creative juices flowing because we're confronting the same problems over and over every day in our lives, or be just because we are feeling like we are having creative moments, um, but don't know where to begin, don't know where to start, don't know how to get over the initial fear or the lingering anxiety around what that will look like. And I, as we were conceiving of this, I immediately thought of you as one of my all-time favorite mom friends, but also someone who I'm always in awe of, like, you know, you've created so many different businesses in such a range of spaces. And it's, um, it's really cool because the, the thing that I, I feel most confident saying about you is like, you have no fear. Like you are the hardest, <laughs> you're the hardest working human and you have no fear. So I guess, um, I'd love just like, you know, first of all, tell people about Wander Beauty, which is your latest uh, incarnation. And, um, and then let's dive into like the good, the bad, the ugly about being the entrepreneur that you are. Totally. And I was not, I'm an accidental entrepreneur. So for all the moms out there that, you know, feel like they can't do it, they absolutely can. I was not selling lemonade on the street at age eight, getting every single person to buy it for me. I was far you from that. <laughs> shy, introverted, and totally incapable of selling lemonade. Um, but fast forward, have co-founded four businesses. So Wander Beauty, my co-founder, Lindsay, and I co-founded five years ago in 2015. The two of us just didn't see ourselves in any beauty brand. We are self-proclaimed time-starved women who are constantly on the go. We are putting on our makeup in the back of an Uber or on a train. We're doing our skincare at the gym. We're doing our hair at our desk at work. And there was no brand out there in the beauty space that was giving us fuss-free, foolproof, do-it-yourself, clean beauty essentials. And that's really why we created Wander Beauty because we saw a huge white space and opportunity. And our brand is all about being gorgeous on the go for that woman who's time-starved on the move. And also um, we give her fewer, better beauty essentials. Fewer because everything is a multitasker. We know moms multitask all day long, so they need multitaskers in their beauty routine. So fewer things that do more, things that are double-sided, multi-use formulas, 
better because it's all clean beauty. Um, and then beauty essentials. The modern woman today, what does she do? She gets on Amazon Prime and buys everything she needs for her house. So we wanted to create one destination, wanderbeauty.com, where you could get all of your beauty needs. So across category, color cosmetics, skincare, hair care, body care, all under one destination. Um, and that's why we call it fewer, better beauty essentials. And I would say... I venture a hazard a guess that this experience was different than the first time you tried to create a company. What can you talk a little bit about your first company and what that ex- like? What have you learned along the way, or what did you do differently this time that you think people would really benefit from hearing from? So I do everything differently every time. So I've done this four <laughs> times, and I've made enough mistakes to literally try and learn from them. And I'm a student of life. I call myself. I'm always learning, evolving. Have a lot of mentors that I'm growing and learning from. So my first business, I started with a boyfriend, which I don't recommend. <laughs> but for me, you know, we, had, we ended up going our separate ways. We ended up selling the company. So that was great for us. I felt in the early years of being an entrepreneur, I relied so heavily on myself. I was so pushing myself to do everything, ship orders, look at purchase orders, drive sales. Like you can't do everything. Like, and this is a lot of like the motherly personality is like, you think you're a human napkin and you're a band-aid and you can fix anything. And the reality is as an entrepreneur, it's very important to be self-aware and to look for a moment about what you're good at, what your strengths are, what your competencies are, and then think about how do I hire talented, motivated, hardworking people around me that can make the pie so much bigger. So with Wander from day one, fast forward from my first company where I was working with a boyfriend at the time, and we you know, hired a lot of young people and kind of grew the company and bootstrapped it. With Wander from day one, I brought in a co-founder. So Lindsay and I co-created the brand together. I have a very strong business ops background. Her background is more creative being a model. And so she's a much better aesthetic style than I could ever have in this lifetime. And so recognizing and knowing my shortcomings and bringing the right talent into the business from day one and then growing our team eventually and hiring game-changing talent is one of the biggest lessons I learned. What was it about sort of being an entrepreneur and starting and starting these businesses, how did you catch that bug? You know, it's so funny. I, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I was like the person who my parents used to entertain all the time. I would hide in the kitchen and cook. And which is why I have every cut and burn and like, you know, misfigured finger from every cooking accident that I had. I just like didn't want to ever be out there. And I think that my first job out of college, I worked at Goldman Sachs in investment banking. And I was literally a fly on the wall. I sat in these meetings with all these, you know, global CEOs, managing directors in finance. And I just was a sponge. I just sat there and I absorbed everything and I learned everything. And I looked at everyone else's leadership style, everyone else's pitch delivery. And then I eventually, over many, many years, built the confidence to then strike out on my own and do it. And my first business, I actually started it while I was working full time. So when there was a Wall Street Journal article about like how it was like toe in the water for me. And I love the way the writer wrote that because she really captured my sentiment. I wasn't ready to dive in and be an entrepreneur. I put a toe in the water. And then eventually I built up the confidence to then launch a business, launch another business, and now have invested in over 70 companies over the last 20 years. So I think it's taken time. I don't think it happened for me overnight, but I really feel like as I took risks, made big decisions, launched businesses, created things that were successful, created things that failed. 
I developed a lot more confidence in my gut and my intuition to then, you know, really have a sense of being a leader. And in terms of getting ideas onto, because I know that a lot of our listeners, they have an idea for, you know, this bag or, <laughs> you know, this kind of drink or this kind of makeup as you, as you did, you know, having had at least four different ideas, if not more, um, how do you know that that idea is worth pursuing and how do you have the confidence mm-hmm. to do that? I think that you really need to, in the early days, have some sort of research and have some sort of traction before you launch. So perfect example with Wander, Lindsay and I met at a party. We sat in my living room, which Daphne sat in before on my gray couch. Eating and- delicious turkey bolognese with our kids. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there and I was like, okay, let me survey a hundred women from ages 18 to 72, find every person I know across the country that I can reach out to. And let me understand and study their beauty habits. Like where are the areas of opportunity? Where are the problems? I do feel the most successful businesses that I've been involved in are problem solution. There's a problem and you are creating a unique, innovative way to solve that problem. The most successful entrepreneurs I've backed in my career have done exactly that. So I said, let me find the problem. I know I'm having this problem, but is this a problem others are having? So you need to start with some sort of traction, data, research. Every interview we did, everyone kept saying, I have one trick wonders in my bathroom. I have all this makeup that's collecting dust. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to apply it. I don't know what to do with my skin. There was so much education that was missing. There were so many steps. People were intimidated by, you know, they see out in the world perfection. They see perfect noses, perfect eyebrows, magazine ads, and the world is is selling them perfection when in reality, like I wanted to create a brand that focused on real women in the context of their real lives and how they were actually living their lives. Mm -hmm. Very few people are doing 17 steps and sitting in a vanity and you have perfect eyebrows. Like brows are, you know, my brows are cousins at best. They're not twins or sisters. So, (laughs) you know, go with what you know and really like try and understand a problem and solve a problem. And with every product we launch, we do intense data mining, research, focus groups. We have a group of wander beauties that test the formulas. Every step of our innovation process is really social co-creation and community driven. So we knew that would be the ethos of our brand. And I think if you're ever starting a company, really think about the problem you're trying to solve and how you're uniquely positioned to solve it in an innovative way. Yeah, I think, I mean, just going back to your beginnings in investment banking, I do think something that has served you well along all of these journeys has been like you want all the data. You've never been afraid of what being, you know, being open to being surprised by the data, but also, you know, you know how to make sense of it. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I sit here and I think a lot of moms who might be, you know, trying to create something, wondering how to, how to identify your strengths maybe is the right way to phrase it. Um, cause you mentioned, you know, finding the right, finding the right collaborators to really buttress you and, and to fill in the gaps. But something else I'd love for you to talk about specifically, because it's something I've always admired and you are such a connector and such a willing, like, oh, you need to meet this person, this person. But you also have cultivated a really incredible group of mentors. And I think that's something that can be challenging, really hard for women to do. So I'd love to, you know, how do you identify your strengths and how do you find mentors to either help you grow or help to fill in those gaps and, and place the right people around you? So I think one of the best ways to actually flip the equation instead of identifying your strengths is understand what your weaknesses are. Ask your partner and ask your mom. 
There ah, you go. So you're going to give you a long list. Interesting. Be ready for the long list. My husband's got a list 10 pages long. <laughs> I don't know if I want to ask that question. 10 pages. <laughs> so, uh, limiting, our, limiting to 10 pages long. <laughs> right. I really feel like ask the people who are closest to you. Ask your former colleagues. Ask your old bosses. Be ready to listen. My mom always taught me that you have two ears and one mouth and you should listen and speak in that proportion. So I think mm. when you're starting a brand and a business and you're really trying to go through a process of self-awareness and self-discovery, listening is your best tool. So ask people who've worked with you, people who know you well, what you're great at and what you're bad at, and then really like dive through that list and figure out what's actually true because we know we filter out and selectively listen to things our spouses tell us, <laughs> rightfully so. Um, and then... Really, I think that the next step of that is really, you know, it's building, it's having conviction. It's identifying the problem and having conviction that you're going to do it and, and really just taking the leap. So many female entrepreneurs in my career, as, as in, um, I have my own fund called Concept to Co. I've been an active angel investor. I've been a private equity and venture investor. I've sat in so many pitches. And I will tell you one thing that I would really love to like shift the paradigm on. So many people pitch me their business and they don't have conviction and they don't have confidence. How can I write you a check for your company? If I don't think you believe in yourself, how am I supposed to believe in you? But you really need to think about when you're pitching, you don't, no one has everything figured out. Every day I'm learning and growing and solving new problems. Like I, this is crisis under leadership. I've never been a CEO through a pandemic. I have never been a CEO through riots in the country during racial injustice. So every day I'm learning and growing. I'm what I call growing through what I'm going through every day. And so I think that as an entrepreneur, when you're thinking about solidifying your business, it's so important for you to understand what you're good at, understand what you need to hire for, but also to have tremendous conviction and confidence in what you're doing. It will help you attract investors it will help you attract talent that you're going to need to build your business. How are you, would you sign on to work with me if I was like not confident about what I'm doing? No. So like, think about that. Right. I yeah, know that's, that's really great advice. And and then also just being, being real with, with what's out there. I mean, don't, don't have confidence, but don't, uh, don't trick yourself into something that's not true. A hundred percent. And, and I like, when we launched Wander, it was so funny. I sat in my very first retailer meeting and they looked at me and they're like, where's the collection? Like I launched with one product. We had a double-sided stick that was blush and like a lip and cheek formula on one side. And then it was a nude glow illuminator on the other side. And I was like, this is a multitasker. This is going to replace your lipstick, your blush, your cream eyeshadow, your highlighter. Like I'm going to show you a video where you can wear 20 ways on your face, your body, your legs. And they're like, okay, this is amazing. We love it. Like where's the mascara? Where's the eyeliner? Like, where's the 20 other products? Where's the skincare? And I was like, we got one. Like start small. Like when you're starting a brand, don't overthink things. Like the world has a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of beauty products. There's a lot of apparel out there. Like don't create 80 things or 20 things. Do a few things and do them well. It's like my parenting philosophy. Like the time I spend with my kids, I do a few things that I really hone in on and I want to like build that rapport and relationship with them. Like, am I going to be great at giving them a bath? Probably never. Like, but I really want to be that person that they talk to about science because I want to cultivate their knowledge of like the solar system and like what's going on in the universe. Like 
I really feel like take a few things and do them really well. When you have a launch strategy, hone in on what you're going to do and do that one thing really well. And then you have the opportunity to expand and grow from that. So instead of launching 60 SKUs or 40 SKUs, which traditionally brands do, we launched one thing. And every magazine editor, influencer, celebrity that we were in contact with was talking about that one thing. We talked with another uh, mom entrepreneur, and she was talking about how she came out with one product as well, and that it was very hard to get meetings with people because people want a whole line. 100%. So it's interesting that you're saying that. And I don't believe in excessive consumerism. Like right. me as a woman who like lives my life, I want fewer things that do more for me. Mm-hmm. I want fewer clothes. I want I want to buy quality stuff that I'm really going to use and love and cherish. I'm just not a consumer of everything. And so it would be completely antithetical for me to launch 40 things when I, I can't even tell people that you need 40 things. <laughs> right. So that's that's basically what Wander Beauty, that's how Wander Beauty stands out is it's like, let me let me multitask for you. Yes. Let totally. me take all this complication and make it simple. I love totally that. Totally simple. Streamline your beauty routine, mm-hmm. simplify your beauty routine, skincare, things that are four steps we can do mm-hmm. in one step. Our hidden right. glow, you know, cream is a brightening treatment, a cream, an illuminator all in one. It's a primer for makeup. Like it's just one pump four steps eliminated of your day. As a mom, what's your most precious commodity? Like every day I say to myself, I wish I had more minutes in the day. I wish I had more time. So if I can save someone time, I feel like job well done. No, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I I love being a guinea pig for for new products when you launch. And I tell everybody about the Nude Illusion Foundation because to your point, now I'm realizing that it wasn't an accident. I'm like, but it covers my under eye bags and it evens my skin tone and it like, you know, you know, it does a lot. And I do think we are, uh, we've been sold this bill of goods that like the more stuff you have, the more opportunities you'll have and, or like the more choices you'll have and you'll be happier through that. And it's never the case. You actually, it's, you, you get your sanity back when you have, I talk about having like a wardrobe that works for me because nothing makes me crazier than going into my closet, trying 30 things on feeling like I don't like the way I look in any of them and being miserable about that for my day. Like there's just no point in that. And the same is true for your kitchen, for sure. Like you have, you should have a pantry and a refrigerator set up to, to win. And I'm absolutely of your makeup bag. I, um, I love, you know, I, I, I love that your first business was in food. I love that you had a business in jewelry. I love that you've had like a business in all these different verticals. Presumably when you went to get into skincare, beauty, et cetera, it's a really saturated market. It's a really fast paced market of like newness all the time. Like who did you rely on to kind of train you up on that? Did you have, did you find great mentors? Did you read a lot of things? Like Lindsay, obviously being a working model for so, you know, just so successful. Like what, was was I'm sure helpful, but it's a different thing. Like being uh, being the talent in that, I'm sure is different than being the business in that field. So how did you how did you get your feet wet in a good positive way? I really studied a lot. I when I was at QVC and sold my last business to QVC, I spent a lot of time in the beauty business. I learned from every brand founder that we carried at QVC and talked to all of them, networked built relationships, ask them questions, learn from them, um, talk to everyone on the merchandising team, what sold, what didn't, why didn't it do well. And then I really went to the supply source. I have always felt very passionately that Korea is at the forefront of innovation in terms of skincare. And I always think of a beauty brand with skin first, makeup second. And so 
I wanted to, when we were launching our makeup formulas, make sure that it was actually a treatment slash performance product. Everything we create, even our mascaras, which you've used on Lash Volume and Curl and the Mile High, it's a treatment. It has vitamins. It has ingredients to strengthen, condition, and lengthen your lashes, but it's also performance like a regular mascara would be. And so this intersection of performance meets treatment was always important to me. So I said, let me go to the root. So I actually went to Korea and I was like, let me figure this out. Let me go to like manufacturers. I cold called people, like talk with a girl who had no confidence growing up. I was like WhatsApping people, emailing them, calling suppliers, Googling things, trying to find things and export and import documents. Like I did research, like you have no idea. And I was like, I'm just going. I'm just going. <laughs> Luckily, a former colleague was actually living in Korea because I couldn't even figure out the addresses of how to go from point place A to place B. I was like, this is impossible for me to figure out. So she, I enlisted the help of someone I used to work with in finance. She had moved back there. She got married. And she just like sat in a car with me and we went from meeting to meeting to meeting. And I just like talked to people. I was like, tell me about your machinery. Tell me about your innovation. Tell me about your technology. And like, that's how the journey started for me. And I just feel like I've been back so many times since then. And I've met so many people. One person introduces you to the next. I really believe that networking is critical to success. Like so many people are afraid to network, but I really believe that you have to network to get work. And so you meet one person, you learn something from them. They introduce you to someone else. And like, you also have to pay it forward and give back. So like every Friday, every week on my calendar, I'm always having a call with someone I can help. Like some a, a new founder, an old founder, a mentor, someone who's in my industry, who's a peer. It doesn't matter who it is. I really believe that you have to give up yourself. I also ask that when people do ask me for help, they have a very pointed ask for what they want. My pet peeve is I want to get an email like, hey, I want to pick your brain for 15 minutes. Like, not helpful. Like, I could be doing that all day long and have my brain picked over 10 times. I, I really want <laughs> someone to say like, hey, I'm having a problem with X or I'm trying to figure out how to hire. Like, I want tips on hiring. I want tips on building culture at work. Like, I want a topic that I can dig into with you and like talk to you about. I have to ask you the question too, because you, you do so much and you are obviously mother to two, two under seven. How old is he now? Is he eight? Ashvin's eight and Anissa is six now. So like, how do you structure your day? I mean, I don't even want to touch on like the dreaded mom guilt (laughs) topic, but I mean, even just hearing you say like, I know what I'm good at. I know what I, what I want to be able to give of myself to my kids and what I really can excel at that. Even that is hard for a lot of moms to get to that that just acknowledgement of like, I don't enjoy this stuff. You know, like this is not what I, this is not what I'm ever going to be great at. This is what I'm going to be great at. And some, you know, obviously it's, it's a privilege to be able to make that choice sometimes, but it's also like in, in every regard, if there's a way for you to highlight for your kids, what you love and what you're able to share in incredible ways with them, it will always be good for them. Um, but like how, Walk us through your day. So I get up in the morning. I do my transcendental meditation 20 minutes every day. Keeps me sane. Have to do it. I drink my ginger water, which I think is like anti-inflammatory, my old Indian way of doing things. And then I get up. I spend a little time with the kids. I get their breakfast ready. I actually love to cook for my kids. So that's something I take a tremendous amount of like passion and joy and like that family time and bonding over food. You know, I love to cook. I love to cook for my kids. I love to put them to bed. There's certain things that like I love to do for them. And Mm -hmm. I always want to do those. I schedule all my social commitments 
such that I can put my children to bed every day. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is a priority and it's a non-negotiable. I get home from work in time to be with my children before they sleep. I want to have that bonding time. I want to hear about their day. I want to hear who picked their nose in class that day. Hmm. (laughs) You know, I want to know everything. So, and that's when I get it all out of them. So that's our quality one-on-one time. So I answer emails in the morning before the workday starts. I like to empty my entire inbox so that when I start at work, and in this scenario, I'm not actually going physically into the office, I'm, I'm working from home, but I like to do all of my deep work in the morning after I've eaten something. So like I'm a hangry person. If I have not eaten, I cannot be productive. So I eat my breakfast. I like, you know, have my water. And then I just like do deep work in the morning. When I'm fed, my kids are in school. Now they're in Zoom school. Um, I have time to focus on tackling big problems and big issues. And then I do a lot of touch bases with the team meetings, all that throughout the afternoon. So I'm Mm. like, feel like that is more communicative work, things where I have to like, you know, tackle problems and deal with things, but deep work and strategy and stuff happens early in the morning when I'm like at peace, when my inbox is clean and fine. And then also I'm I'm a night owl. That's just like my schedule is that like I put the kids to bed, then I'm back online. I'm doing calls I'm doing meetings. I'm, you know, trying to go on my bike and get a little exercise. When I'm in the city, I swim. That's my good peace time. I, you know, obviously I like to go out with my husband, love to go out to eat, you know, all my favorite neighborhood restaurants. <laughs> and then I just, um, I feel like I need time for myself. And that's why I actually, my kids go to bed and I, I like that my kids go to bed early. And I feel like I like that they're on a routine. It's important for me to be successful at work, to have that quiet time in the evening, to catch up on stuff that I missed during the day. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I want, I want, I want to have your Schedule, except I like to fall asleep at like 8.30 p.m. because I'm so tired. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I'm a night owl. I can't sleep early. I've tried. I'm, with you on that. I'm also not a great morning person, and I don't drink any tea or coffee, which I don't uh. know if there's something just wrong with me, but I never started, and I think now it's just too late for me to start. <laughs> no, don't don't start. If it's working for you, don't. It sounds like it's all just working like out just over. fine for you, so just, just stick with it. Divya, what is next for Wander Beauty? A lot is next for Wander Beauty. I think that we are obviously looking at this year as a very interesting time to be in business. Mm-hmm. Um, we will definitely be launching some newness, which I'm very excited about, extending into the skincare category further and deeper as we're seeing a lot of traction there. People are really getting more into self-care. They really look at us for minimum effort, maximum result formulations, which is what we're doing in skin. Um, we'll also be growing the category in, in color and hair. Um, we're really thinking a lot more about um, sustainability. That's been at the forefront of what we're learning and growing from, really uh, thinking through our packaging and trying to be find ways to have less of a footprint on the environment. So that's on, on our horizon and of uh, things to do. And we're starting to upcycle all of our components where people can actually send them in and we can upcycle them for them. And then um, more growth. We're a global brand now. We're distributed all through Southeast Asia and Australia. We're going to launch in new markets. We're going to be penetrating in the EU in a deeper way. When travel comes back, we're going to do a lot more travel retail. We just started to dip our toe into hotels and cruise ships, but I think Ah. we're going to do a lot more of that um, because that's the perfect place for the wander woman who's on the go and traveling. 
And when she's allowed to go back to traveling, she will be um, finding us in many more touch points. So that's she really kind of, wants to go back to traveling. She's very excited about like that. I feel like all, all, uh, all of us, she's really want she's to. She's really I mean, wanting that right now. This, yeah. this, she just wants to be able to leave my house. But, you know. Yes, me too. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks for having me, guys. This was so great. I really enjoyed it. All right, guys, that was such a great conversation. You know, I mean, she's uh, one of the things I like so much about her is she's so focused and so uh, like such everything is about time saving. You can tell everything from her parenting to the conversations that she has as a um, as a mentor to other people, this idea of giving back. And she's like, just just tell me what you want and let's just cut to the chase. And I, and I really like that. I really appreciate that. I feel like so many conversations that we have with people were kind of like, Beating around the bushes. Exactly. We're like trying to get the person to soften and stuff. Like she's like, like, let's just like, just let's just cut it. Let's just cut it. Well, I think, I mean, that's one of the things that's always been so impressive to me about Divya is like, does she make sacrifices? Absolutely. She was honest about some of them. Like there are, there are trade-aways that she makes because we all do because there's 24 hours in the day and we, and we make those choices accordingly. But something I think is really amazing is this, like the passion that she has and the, Mm -hmm. I mean, I swear, I swear there were years where I think she was probably sleeping like two or three hours a night, which is not recommended. Dr. Oz does not say that is what you're supposed (laughs) to do. Um, But it was just, and it it was, it made me exhausted just thinking about it, but it was also really cool because there was this real belief that like, if I am just hyper efficient and really know what I need and what I want and, and how to go after it, and and can help people along the way, then there's a way to get that done. Anyway, I, I just find her so inspiring. Daffy. I can't get over it. I know. Sorry, you guys. That is our episode of Mom Boss this week. Um, and lots to lots to think about and mull over there. And if you got something out of it, please do share it with someone else you think might as well. We love, love, love getting to um getting to grow our mom brain, our mom brain tribe and um and obviously you guys know mom brain is on every platform you could ever hope to see mom brain on if you're a mompreneur or you know of a mom boss that we should be featuring please please email us mombrainpod at gmail.com